This is the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 190th episode of the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts. Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host Jay Raff. Yeah, it's uh, you know good to be back and uh, plenty plenty to talk about. Uh, a little different time slot than uh, we've we've uh, done normally, but uh, you know trying some things out and uh, ho- hopefully, I mean, there's still plenty to talk about and just maybe a uh, l- little different take on the games. Yeah, so we're on the afternoon of All Hallows Day, the <laughs> night after all the little kids got to have a ton of fun and running around and getting some candy, and. Uh, but we're here to talk football, and uh, you know, like we said, we're a little bit earlier than usual, so we don't get to recap all of the action from Week Eight. We have games going on as we speak. A lot of them resembled baseball games. I'm not sure any of them had more than seven points scored when Justin and I finally got down here this afternoon. But we will talk and keep you updated on the action in the early games. We'll also talk about the Thursday night game, and this week we'll get to preview the late games. Um, instead of just doing the Sunday and Monday night game. So a lot of this will kind of be reaction from the last few weeks, which we haven't been here on our regular show. We've been doing the Bulldog Hour, and, and we're off a week. The, two weeks ago, uh, my youngest daughter got baptized, so we took that week off. Last week, we did the third episode of the Bulldog Hour, which was a lot of fun. I think that episode went really well. We got to recap the last five Wilson football games uh, leading up to the game last week, or really Friday night, against Penn Manor, in which uh, Wilson definitively clinched at least a share of an eighth straight league title and they'll go for a outright eighth straight league title uh, this coming Friday at home against Warwick so a lot of action going on in local sports um, but all involving football yeah like you said and kind of like our uh, our conversations uh, in the fall generally tend to revolve around football again on the air off the air whatever Uh, but um, you know we, we were Talking about Penn State a little bit before the show too, you know, a uh, good weekend for them. Uh, you know, hopefully they've they've turned the corner. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, they they've got a chance to really prove how how well or how far they've come yeah. over the next month. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, again, different take on the game today, but definitely something uh, we can we can take a look at and, and enjoy. Yeah, I guess let's just touch on Penn State a little bit more since we don't have as much right. NFL to coverage, cover. The last three weeks you mentioned, we'll find out who they are because, you know, they've beaten some okay average teams, teams they should have beaten. You know, they squeaked by Maryland last week by a point, right. but they demolished Illinois, what, 39 nothing yesterday. Some good things, still some bad things. Uh, special teams in particular, especially the kicking right. game, both punting, extra points, field goals. Not uh, not a lot of hope there. At least it no. seemed. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Kicking is an issue. Um, don't forget, we have like I think the nation's top kicker and one of the top punters. Like, yeah, I coming think they're in both top three. As opposed position. to right now, where I don't know that we have no a scholarship, scholarship guys right. now. So, and again, I know some people are sick of hearing it, um, but it's it's a fact that. The depth and special teams are where you're going to get really hurt uh, with um, the sanctions from years ago because it, it affected the classes that are now, you know, depending on red shirts, juniors or seniors, you know. And so because of that, um, you know, you, you don't have the numbers there that a typical team would have. And you can't afford for some guys to be out there on special teams 
uh, you know, so you have you have walk on guys who, who can get the job done um, sometimes, but um, you know, being able to offer scholarships to some of those guys at least every now and then, um, you know, is pretty is pretty big. Uh, so, um, and actually, I think. Uh, one of the things I had seen, and I'd, I'd been critical of him, uh, John Donovan. You know, his offense uh, had not done uh, very well. But if you could, did you have the schedule up there? Yes, Just I do right here. So if you look at their Big Ten games, all right. So their Big Ten games, they scored 28 against Rutgers. They scored 29 against Indiana. They only scored 10 at Ohio State, but again, that's the number one team in the country. They scored 31 last week, and they scored 39. So they're averaging minus the Ohio State game. I right? think they're averaging like over 30 points a game in in Big 10. Now, I know that's distorted a little bit cuz they're not necessarily playing the strongest Big 10 teams there, but I think to me the comment that Franklin made yesterday post game, the one comment that stuck out to me the most was when we the way the season started, everyone wanted us to panic and we just held the course. Meaning, we meaning the team held held their course. Everyone else was panicking, but they held their course and just survived. And now they're sitting at seven and two. You know, not not that they're you know this great team, but they're not the awful team that everyone thought they were after week one. I think the problem right now um, with the play calling is, or the the points being scored is, I don't think it shows properly the type of play calling we're getting because I think the players are executing it better than they were at the beginning of the year. Right. But I still don't think the play calling has been I... that creative, inventive, or even properly called in certain situations. Right. Um, Which could be a problem because if you look back and you're like, oh, we were 7-2 or we whatever, then is that enough to make to force a change You know, in, in that process if a change needs to be made? I, I don't really know, but... Um, first time in a long time, it looks like Penn State was receiving votes uh, in the AP poll. Yeah, uh, they um they they would come in at thirty first if the, if it was expanded beyond the top twenty five. So, um, Penn State beats Northwestern next week. They're going to creep a little closer, and then if they would beat Michigan, who depending on what they do um next weekend as well, um that would possibly be a victory over top fifteen team which would probably certainly get Penn State into the top 25 because they'd be 9-2 and with only the game at Michigan State left to finish the season uh, the the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, so, um, you know, like you said, like we kind of led into this, they're going to have a chance to kind of show what what they are. Um, I honestly, I said 8-4 and at the beginning of the season. I think that's a realistic possibility. I think 7-5 and is, is a possibility. Right, oh, yeah. Um, I, do I you think, think ten and, or do you think ten and two is a possibility? No, no, you don't think they no. go run the table here. I, I don't to, either. To be I fair, just, if they beat if they beat Northwestern and Michigan, why not? Then I know that's crazy. Why crazy, can't but, yeah. us? Well, because I don't know that we're better. I don't know that they're better than any of the remaining three teams they play. Well, I hope they're at least better than one of the remaining three teams. Well, At the end of the honestly, game, I hope they were better on the scoreboard than one of the three teams. That's a different. That's <laughs> a different thing. And I, I hope they can get one more win. I, I'd love for them to get three more wins, but I, I'd, I'd like them to get at least one more in the regular season. I think that would be um, a real, real good positive sign of growth. It would get you a decent bowl game, but one where they might not, depending on which one, might not be in over their head. 
they were to go nine and three, they're going to get in a bowl game against probably a team that got like left out of like right. the, the big bowls. Yeah, you, and then, they get, said, then they're going to get housed, at the beginning but, of the year. I know we've mentioned this a bunch of times. You said eight and four with a bowl win. So nine and four. Right. And I said nine and three with a bowl loss. So right. nine and four. Um, you know, at the time when I said nine and three, I didn't expect them to lose to temple. Right. And so I kind of had them losing these last three. I had basically had them right. being, um, what nine and eight and eight one. and one going into these last few games. Um, you know, winning two out of three, or one out of three, I guess. Right. Um, probably Northwestern, and um, but here they are. So you know, seven and two, I'll, I'll take it. You know, you wish you would have beaten Temple, especially because you were beating them at halftime. Right, and they just fell apart well, in the again, second half. The the loss is disappointing. Like I get that, and they hadn't lost them forever, and you know all that stuff. Like I get all that stuff. The frustrating part was how they played. They played, oh, they played awful. Oh, it was terrible. Played, I'm I'm not sure that there are. I'm not sure there are thir- like now. There's what 119 like Division One football teams or something like that. Uh, 120. I think okay. Now. So let's just say 120. There's 120. I'm not sure I can name 20 where that second half against Temple, Penn State would have won. You know what I mean? Like the way they played in that game. Like I'm not sure. I could find very many teams. Now, Temple's turned out to be a pretty good team. Um, but the way they yeah, played they, in that game, they, they didn't deserve to beat no. anyone, let alone a, a good team. So, um, you know, they they have uh, done pretty well since then. They, they didn't look real strong at Ohio State. Um, you know, had some things go against them early in that game. It kind of set them back. But you mentioned they're a young team, and that – that's a sign of a young team. When when things don't go your way, sometimes you you don't rebound the best. But you know what? That's a that's a learning thing. They get Ohio State at Penn State next year. Um, so same you know, thing with Michigan State, right? So you know they'll have those two teams that are going to be tough again next year. But they'll get them at Penn State next year. So yeah. Um, so quickly we mentioned it, but just to reiterate, Penn State is at Northwestern this coming Saturday, November seventh. Then they have a bye week. It's their first bye week, I think, all season. It's yeah. late November fourteenth. They're off. And then November 21st, they have their last home game. That'll be senior night. Um, it, I, my guess is it'll probably be a 3.30 game. That's my guess, too, yeah. And that'll Especially be against Michigan. Especially if they win this week. But. Right, if, if um, Michigan and Penn State are both, I think they'd probably both be 8-2. and two, Yeah. Um, with both, one already in the top 15, one trying to crack the top 25, possibly at the very yeah. – Penn State could be – because they also have that bye where they can't lose and other teams could lose. So Penn right, State could right. end up being like 24 or 25 should they beat Northwestern. So that November 21st game, senior night against Michigan – um, and then they finish the season the following Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, November 28th, in East Lansing to take on the Spartans. Now, I know, and you mentioned this jokingly, Penn State runs the table, Ohio State and Michigan State trip up. You could see them December 5th in Indianapolis, right? I Oh, oh my gosh. That would be insane. For the people that don't know, Justin's going to the Big Ten Championship game this year, yeah, regardless yeah. of who's there. Yeah, and honestly, when I picked it, like uh, some friends from college uh, were, were getting together out there, and... When, when we did this, um, it was kind of the understanding. It was before the season that we had kind oh, yeah, of started to put this, this together. Oh, yeah, you picked this in, like, July or right. something like so that. Right, so we – like, uh, one of the guys is a Michigan fan. So he was hoping his team would be better, but he didn't really think they would have any chance. And the loss to Michigan State kind of hurt their chances. Yeah. But if, you know, if they could have someone knock off Michigan State and they beat Ohio State, there's a chance they could get in there. Um, Penn State, I expected them to, you know – eight and four but not with ohio state michigan and michigan state all in the conference 
or in their division, I didn't really anticipate happening, but I was okay with that because yeah, you know, I'll just I'll just go and root against Ohio State probably. Or or um if Michigan State makes it, I don't I don't really know who I'd root for. It would depend on who the other team is, which right now it looks like Iowa, but who knows. So that that's kind of a pe- quick Penn State update before we dive into NFL talk. The last thing I do want to mention about the Nittany Lions is uh, Christian Hackenberg, who's getting he got a lot of flack la- flack last year, a lot of flack earlier this year, um, but here from the official Penn State football site gopsusports.com, in his last six games, Hackenberg has twelve touchdown passes, one touchdown reception, which was the first by a Penn State quarterback since Zach Mills in two thousand four, which I saw that happen live. <laughs> And uh, he has Hackenberg has no interceptions, and he has four of his last six games he's thrown for at least 250 yards. Yeah, so uh, he seems to have adjusted um, and, and is doing well and putting up good numbers. And the offensive line is still not great, but has gotten better since the beginning. But again, they're going to be tested. Um, a lot of people want to see um, Hackenberg against Harbaugh's defense uh, against Michigan. So. Uh, in what could be Hackenberg's last game at Beaver Stadium. Quite so, possibly, yeah. yeah so. the, the 2016 schedule shapes up as a pretty good home slate for uh, Penn State fans. Now, they start the season with Kent State uh, at home. Then two weeks later, they have Temple, which generally not a big game. But after but losing this year, game, that's yep. a big game. Two weeks later, then they have Minnesota, who Penn State hasn't played in a few years now. Right, right. And then back again the following week with Maryland, which is you know what happened two years ago at this right. point. It will have been two years ago, losing by a point and them not shaking the captain's hands. I know we beat them by a point this year, but it was on the road. So Maryland back in Beaver Stadium October 8th next year. Two weeks after that, there's an open date in between. They t- bring, bring in Ohio State. Two weeks after that, they have Iowa, who they mm. haven't played in a few years and is a top 10 team right now. And then they get Michigan State. So that's a really good home slate. Yeah. Season ticket holders have a lot to look forward to next year. Uh, just just put into renew. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So, that's again, that's a little bit on the Penn State Nittany Lions here before we dive into the NFL scores. But before we do that, we do want to remind you that this is a call-in show. We love to have a... Any kind of interactivity you can give us, there's multiple ways you can do that, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, we'd love to have your take on uh, you know, Penn State or any of the local uh, teams here or uh, any of the games or things that you've seen in the early games or predictions for late games or whatever in the NFL. Um, so if you if you call the show, uh, you can use the Maze Sandwich Shop hotline to get in touch with us that way at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the show anytime using the Maze Sandwich Shop email inbox at jomazeandjraf at gmail.com. Again, jomazeandjraf at gmail.com. We also have a number of social media sites that we peruse throughout the show, primarily Facebook and Twitter. So search for the Joe Mays and JRF show uh, on Facebook and Twitter. And you also can go to our websites. Uh, we're at multiple different places. You can catch our Wilson football stuff at bulldoghour.com, our Joe Mays and JRF stuff at jomazeandjraf.com. And you can listen to all the shows that we do um, live through an audio stream at jmnjrradio.com. Now, before we move on to the NFL, I'm getting a text here from my dad uh, about Penn State, but he was going back to the Ohio State game. You know, we mentioned that they only scored 10 points. Yeah. He wanted to know how much the game would have been changed if that long Saquon Barkley touchdown run hadn't been called back on holding. Would that have changed the game that much, I, putting Penn State up uh, by two? Would it change the outcome? No. Would it change how Penn State looked, I think, for a little longer? Yes. 
Um, I basically viewed that as Penn State was going to need to play a perfect game and they were going to need Ohio State not to play a terrible game, but to be off their best game. Because, I mean, to be honest, like, if Ohio State plays their best and Penn State plays their best, Ohio State wins. You know, like, that's that's just where they're at right now. Right, I agree. Um, Ohio State didn't play their best. They played well. And the thing was, everybody's like, the week before, Penn State had just beat Indiana convincingly up at Penn State. And everybody's like, oh, you know, Penn State's won five in a row, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Ohio State's been struggling, but I'm like, yeah. Except that Ohio State had every, like, telltale sign of that team that just is cruising because they can. Right. And we see this at all the time. Like, what do we say about Penn State against Michigan, who, you know, is, pro- is probably a – they're playing better right now. But – if you see Michigan, we're like, ah, oh, Penn State might have a chance because they get them at Penn State, you know, like, and when it's a night game, like last year at the Ohio State game, Penn State had no business competing with Ohio State no, last and year. We were there to see them do and it. And we were there, and they they did it. Why? Not not the only reason, but a big part of that is atmosphere, especially in college sports, where it's not the same as the pros. The pros, they're professionals they they have a job you know they that is their sole job these guys a lot of these kids are still like 19 years old going out there and so like when you have an atmosphere like that a night game all that stuff that that wake that woke up ohio state um and look how they finished right exactly and they've you know i think they had the bye uh this week um but ohio state's gonna cruise i i don't see I'm interested to see how they do against Michigan State, which might be this coming week. I don't know. I don't know if that's in two weeks or not. Um, but they have to play Michigan State and Michigan yet, and I know the Michigan game is at Michigan. So, um, you know, I, I would love to see Michigan upset them, but at the same time, um, it, it could be uh, it could be a, a really fun like Big Ten uh, November to kind of watch, which is it, which is exciting because it's it's fun when there's more than just the Michigan State Ohio State game being meaningful. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're gonna dive into NFL talk now. And the big thing right now is a couple running backs being injured, some gruesome ones. Saints running back Kerry Robinson um, was carted off with a significant leg injury, and I know I got a notification here right when we started the show that Steelers running back Lashawn, excuse me, <laughs> I almost said Lashawn McCoy, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. <coughs> yeah, sorry, Le'Veon Bell was uh, taken off with a knee injury as Ooh. well. And I'm trying to figure out, they say three people, uh, three running backs have suffered injuries. I'm trying to figure out who the third one is right now. Uh, apparently it's not Todd Gurley who broke off a 71-yard touchdown right. run, and, and someone already said, um, yeah, so he's your number one overall pick next year in fantasy. Yeah, That would be Todd Gurley, the St. Louis rookie running back. Um, unfortunately, Adam has him in our league, so... Yeah. Yeah, that that could be that could be there for a while <laughs> in a keeper league. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that could be a good one for him. So, yeah. hopefully those guys nothing serious and they can get back, but it doesn't sound good for either of them when no. you talk about knees and or legs with running backs. Yeah. Okay, so first game recap, I guess we should talk about what happened Thursday night. Yeah. And um again, I what I heard this morning and I I have to agree with it. it it's one of those things where like the Dolphins did play well the two games after uh, they made the coaching change. But looking at it big picture, 
they beat the Titans and the Texans. That's why I didn't pick them to win. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, they played well. And, and you know what? They may still be better off now. Than they were but, before. Yeah, I but, agree. But this game just goes to show that they're still a long way between them and the Patriots. And the unfortunate thing is they went up there and got whooped up on, but they also lost two players, two significant yeah. starters, one for the season, one for probably until mid middle of December. You know, they're, they're starting right tackle. Jawan James has a toe or foot injury. He's expected to miss four to six weeks. Their left tackle, Brandon Albert, had missed the first couple of weeks of the season with an injury of his own, so that he's beat up as well. Then on defense, more importantly or more impactful would be a defensive end Cam Wake, who you know I have an affinity for because he's a Penn State guy. He tore his Achilles. All right, so he's out. It Probably you would hope to have him back for the beginning of next year. Right, you exactly. Know? So just all-around terrible night. I mean, I, I don't I don't put it on Dan Campbell or even the players. No. I don't. They went They're, into a buzzsaw. The Patriots right. are on a going, mission. Going into the game, too. Going into the game on Thursday nights. Now, not all of those were Thursday night football games, like technically, because some are like Thanksgiving. But Brady's... 8-0 with 20 touchdowns and two interceptions on Thursdays. Like, I, before I saw that stat, I was kind of wondering. I, I was pretty sure I was going to pick the Patriots anyway, but I'm like, you know, the Patriots are such creatures of habit. They're so regimented, all that stuff. Like, if, they, if their schedule gets changed that much, is that a problem for them? And so when I looked and I saw that, I was like, no, 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 it's absolutely, not, no. it's it's the opposite of that. They want to play all their games on short weeks, I guess. <laughs> um, so the Patriots moved to seven and zero. Dolphins dropped to three and four. New England, or excuse me, Tom Brady put up, uh, I think it was like three hundred and fifty-six yards and four touchdowns against yeah. the Dolphins. I know uh, he. There, there's been jokes running around because I guess the last three years he said, you know, he he wants to play for ten more years. And they're like, well, that has to change at some point. At some point, it has to be nine more years. Like, right. but all joking aside, the way he's playing right now, like, I know, I know, ten years is crazy. He'd be like forty-eight, I think. But he's he's incredible right now, and the team is, I, I don't know, the, the team they they have it rolling right now. Um, and. Their next game is against the Redskins. We said this, I think, after they destroyed Jacksonville in week three, and then we're on a bye in week four. Um, I think we said, who's going to stop them? Because we looked at their schedule. And even now, you know, over a month later, you know, five weeks later, looking at their schedule, who's going to stop them? Like you said, the Redskins come to Gillette on uh, November 8th, so next weekend. Then they have to go to the Giants a week later. They'll win that one. Then they host Buffalo, who they already beat in Buffalo. Right. They'll win they have that to one. go to Denver. Is is that the probably the biggest one that you would say that's the one that there's a chance? Yeah, just because it's ESPN, so that's Monday night football. No, it's a Sunday night. It's NBC. No, no, no. The week before, sorry. Oh, the Buffalo okay. game is is the Sunday night game. So or no, sorry, the, the Buffalo, mon- yeah. no, the Buffalo game is the Monday night game. So it'll be a short week. Then they travel to Denver. For the, um, Sunday play, night game. for the Sunday night game against the Broncos, they typically do well against. That'll be what Peyton Brady Manning, Manning fifteen right, or something right. like that. So, I but I I mean they're in in theory they could trip up there. I still would pick them to win. Right, but I'm like, saying of all the games they have left, so it's Washington at home, Giants on the road, Buffalo at home, Denver on the road, Philly at home, Houston on the road, Tennessee at home, I, Jets and Dolphins on the I road. I would really only give them possibly three chances to lose there. I see. I'd give them two. And, and at Denver, at the Jets, because the Jets played them well. You're right. So, well, then. But who, like, what other right, one so were you So I'm going to give them at Denver. 
I'm going to say Philadelphia there just just oh. on the sense that if Philly has their <laughs> offense clicking, it could be a shootout. You never know. I, I'm not – I don't think the Eagles will beat them. I just think if if you have a team – you know, if the Eagles could get it going on offense, who knows. At the Giants, I think the Giants are – to me right now are still the best team in the NFC East. That's not really saying a whole lot. I just – I just think they're the best team in the NFC East, and they're currently getting doubled up by the Saints. Um, right on, right on, right cue. on cue. Thanks, right? Giants. Um, actually, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. You're, yeah, you're really happy. Um, about that. <laughs> and then, like you said, at the Jets, especially think about that. Um, if if New England's undefeated and the Jets could be playing for a playoff spot, that could be a huge game. Um, on the other hand, New England could have the the <laughs> division <laughs> clinched. Couple weeks before that, depending well, what, on how things go. Well, but they don't rest their guys. Like, I know. They're and if they they're in their, and if they're undefeated, like you're two weeks out there, I don't know why you would necessarily rest your guys if you're going to have the bye too. Like, you don't want your guys to have a month what off. I, what I would love, and I know this is probably this is as ludicrous to you as it is. No, you saying I, I think I know what you're going to say. I want them to be six and zero to go to Miami, not mm. have to play for anything, but right. Miami winning a lot more games to be in the wildcard right. contention that if they win, Miami could still make right. the playoffs. Right. Because then the Dolphins at home will be playing for something. Heck, they might have to win that game to go 9-7. and seven, But we've seen in years past that's good enough in right. the wild card. And what other AFC teams are any good? No, like, like Week in, week out, what teams are good? Cincinnati. Well, yeah, if we look at those other ones, um, Houston, they're going to crush Houston. They play Tennessee, they're going to crush Tennessee. You know, like... So, so I'm just saying, right. New England's no, I, not playing for anything except another perfect regular season. Which... To a lot of those guys, like yeah, it's awesome because we went sixteen zero. But you want nineteen and zero, not sixteen and zero, right? And the Patriots know that more than anyone, right? You know, like. But that's what I'm saying. But then you know they always talk about uh, Miami's team from seventy two. They're the only undefeated team in the history, and I know that's through the whole season, not just right. the regular season. But it just there's just a lot of stuff going on for that. So that would be my dream scenario that if New England is going to go through the first 16 games undefeated, or excuse me, the first 15 games, but 16 first 16 weeks, weeks right. then get the week 17, the 16th game, they're not playing for anything because obviously they've clinched the division by then. They right. probably clinched the AFC um, regular season. You know, they're going to be the number one seed with a bye. What would happen? So that, that you know, well, that's just looking into the, the thing future. Too, like, I, I think Denver loses tonight. Um, but if Denver could make it to that game, think, you could have two undefeated teams there playing the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Like Sunday night. Now that's a long way off. That's almost a month away. But how cool would that be? Undefeated that would be cool. Denver. Now, I right now the Patriots are much better than the Broncos. But the Broncos defense has been so much better than they have been in years past. It, it's just an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Now Miami's got a little bit more of a hurdle because they're not the Patriots. Uh, they got to go to Buffalo next week. Now they're coming off a long week, a tough loss, have some injuries. But they want revenge because Buffalo humiliated them in right. Miami in, what was it, week two or three. Um, but that's obviously a toss-up. Miami at Philly, I, to me, that's a toss-up. I can't go either way. Same thing with Dallas. I can't go in either way on that. The Jets are better than the Dolphins right now. So I would think that's probably a loss by the Dolphins. And if that happens, they're going to be on the outside looking into right. the playoffs because you've already lost to the Jets once. If you're going to make the playoffs, you need to start beating so your of, division rivals. Right. They of, got Baltimore could be a toss-up. Giants a toss-up. Sandy like I don't. There's no games right. that I'm like Miami definitely loses, but also Miami definitely wins. Except maybe they have, New England. They have the to win three of their four November games. You know. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. Um, and that that that's possible, but it's also like you know, the, if they win three, they're four. They'd be what's 
uh, six and five. Yeah. Six and Which five. Gives them a chance. And then they'd have, uh, yeah, and then they'd have to go three and two over their last five, and they'd have Baltimore, the Giants, the Chargers, the Colts, and the Patriots. Right. Yeah, the, you're right. You, the, November's a huge month for them because if they can win three, go three and one in these four games, they, they'd probably be in the thick of the wild card chase. Right, right. So, all right, that's a long-winded recap of that Thursday night game. Basically, Which I'm sure you wanted to spend a lot of Miami's time. Miami's not quite there, and New England is New England, so yeah. that's about it. New England is there. <laughs> New England's there, Miami's not. Um, to be fair, no one else is. There was another, New England's there, no one else is. <laughs> there was another game in London this week, started at 9.30 this morning. Detroit started only, fast. Yeah, but only one of the teams knew about it, <laughs> And then apparently they forgot they were playing a game because the Chiefs then rattled off, um, I think, almost 45 unanswered because the Lions got a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So the final score was 45-10. to 10. Alex Smith had two touchdown passes. He ran for a touchdown pass. He actually had over 75 yards rushing, which is ludicrous for Alex Smith to have that many rushing mm-hmm. yards. Detroit, they made that that well-publicized change of getting rid of their offensive coordinator and offensive line coaches and and brought in or or, or, um, gave a promotion to Jim Bob Cooter as their (laughs) offensive coordinator, which just has the greatest football name ever in the history of anything. Um, But Matt Stafford and the Lions look bad. They, you know, they've only yeah. got the one win. I like year. Jim. I like Jim Caldwell, but yeah, yeah just, I don't see him surviving the season yeah, at this point. This so. just doesn't look good for the Lions. And we thought that they they wouldn't really challenge much in the FC North. I don't think we thought they'd be this bad. We thought the Bears would be like this. On uh, this yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I thought no, this would right. be Chicago. Right. I thought they'd be a, better than this, but they're bad. Um, so now they're going to have some interesting decisions to make because they're they're really leading the race right now for that number one. Uh, in terms of like when you look around, they're they're pretty bad. So I know yeah. they may not statistically be there, but I think when things play out over the course of the season, they may be right there to get that number one draft pick. Only two games are not within ten points, and they're a little bit surprising. Yeah, yeah. one of them you already mentioned when you were talking up the Giants about them currently being doubled up by the Saints. The Saints are up twenty eight fourteen, though the Giants might be able to tack on some points here right before halftime. The Cardinals are losing in Cleveland by thirteen, yeah. and they went up seventeen nothing, or not seven. They went up seven nothing. They were the Cardinals scored first, were up seven nothing, and then have given up twenty now, straight. What I saw was a nice Chris Johnson run and fumble, right. and the Browns returned up, to right. set up a touchdown, yes. and that tied it up seven seven. But since then, the Browns have scored thirteen straight. Uh, it's almost halftime, um, and it, it looks like. It'll probably go to halftime, twenty to seven, unless the Cardinals can get something here in the with last good thirty field seconds, position, uh, maybe a field goal or something. But yeah, that that is surprising, especially because the Browns' run defense is not good. No, um, so so Cardinals need to wake up there if they yeah. want to uh, extend their lead in the AFC or excuse me in the NFC West. Speaking of the NFC West, a game that just had a red zone opportunity pop up. The 49ers are in St. Louis, or earlier I said it seemed like the Giants playing the Cardinals because yeah. it was three to two. Yeah. Um, but now the Rams, like we mentioned, Todd Gurley had that huge touchdown run. I think seventy some yards, seventy one yards. So he's the Rams are up thirteen to three, but the 49ers do have it at the St. Louis six with about three minutes to go until halftime. We mentioned Giants Saints twenty eight fourteen Giants at the New Orleans two with seven seconds left in the half, so they're going to try to get a That'll touchdown. Be a great time or, for an Eli pick, if not a field goal there. Uh, Buccaneers are at the Falcons. Tampa Bay surprisingly up thirteen to three, and while Atlanta's six and one, they've looked bad they've looked the last bad few last, weeks. Last two weeks and into this week, they have not looked good. So, so 
they're I think they're playing more where we thought they would be. I think they're but... they are what you define as lucky. I think because yeah. haven't they trailed in every one of their wins? They shouldn't have won Week One to the Eagles. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. They could the, have the easily half, lost in Week yes, One to the yes, Eagles because an NFL guy missed a forty-four yard field goal to, right. to win a game. Um, when we have high school kids making forty-four yard field right, goals yeah. to win games, but anyway. Um, and the narrow hash hash marks, whatever. But anyway, not that I'm bitter. Not, stuck not in week at all. One no, loss. None. But you know, they they've had a couple that they could have easily lost that they've won. Um, so they're six and one. So they're right there. Um, thing is, they're in second place in their division <laughs> at six and one uh, because the Panthers right. are kind of the opposite of that. They they are just playing like they an undefeated. They're good. playing like a first place team. Um, the Falcons are not, um, and that's continuing today. And all of a sudden, you know. We, we talk about some of those teams. Like, you look out, out west, um, all of a sudden it looked like Arizona for a little bit was going to maybe run away with the NFC West. And now if they lose today, they'll be 5-4. and four. No. No, that can't be right. Um, Who's that? Uh, the Bucks. No, the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. They'll be 5-3. and three. They'll be 5-3. and three, But at the same time, um, if, if Seattle were to beat Dallas later, I think they would be four and four, four and four. So yeah, only instead one game of, back right, and, and everybody looks at Seattle, oh, terrible start. But they and did that the Car- last year right. too. And the Cardinals got off to a, like a great start, and all of a sudden they're separated by one game, and I don't think they've played yet. So you know, it's one of those where you're like, oh well, yep. there went that. You know, right. like they had a chance to get a big lead in a, in what was expected to be a tough division, and um, right now it doesn't look like they they've done that at all. So. Now, the, the next four games we have to talk about are separated by no more than a touchdown. Let's start, start with the one that means absolutely nothing in the <laughs> AFC South. Uh, in Houston, the Titans are... You say fo- that. The Texans, if the Texans win and the Colts lose... Right, I know. They're a I game know. out of first right, place. I know. It's, it's kind of like the NFC West from, what, five years ago? Actually, when... no. They're tied for first place if that happens. Right, yeah. They're tied for be first three place. Five, yeah. Oh boy! So anyway, could you have a seven-win team win the division this year? Didn't didn't the Seahawks do that a few years ago? Did. Like five years did. ago. <laughs> Texans are up on the Titans, ten to three. Texans are two and five. Titans are one and five. Like Justin just said, Houston wins their three and five. The Colts lose to the Panthers tonight, which seems likely. Hi. Texans are tied with the Colts for first place in the AFC South, <laughs> uh, two games below five hundred. So, oh man, yeah, wow, that's brutal. Um, another what if your real... Dolphins miss out on the playoffs? One of those teams gets in. See that's, and I know we've had this discussion I, right. at least off the off the show. How I said I wish we would just go to top eight teams from each no conference. Way. Conference division winner needs to get in. Ugh. See like and have home field advantage. And have home field advantage. When the Patriots went eleven and five a few years ago, well, when Brady got hurt in uh, what oh eight, and they didn't make he's the a playoffs. System quarterback. <laughs> God. <laughs> We might get an email about that one. Sorry. I just... so a huge game in the AFC North, yes. really for Pittsburgh, because if they want to stay with it now, especially because Roethlisberger's back, although we talked, love you, and Bell went out injured. Um, they need to win this game. They need to give the Bengals their first loss. They're in line to do that, but by only a point right now. Pittsburgh leads Cincinnati 7-6. to six. This would be a huge win for the Steelers to keep the AFC North race close, because if Cincy wins this game, I don't want to say the North is over halfway through the year. But, but... they be three and a half games up on right. the second-place team. Exactly. With with all the tiebreakers. Yeah. So the odds of Cincy winning the division, if they win today, is very, very high. 
The Steelers not only need to win this game to keep their hopes of a division title alive, but keep their AFC wildcard hopes alive as right. well. At 4-4, four and four, with a lot of season left to go, admittedly, still, you know, you, you want to be 5-3 and three with eight weeks to play or eight games to play, not 4-4. Four and four. Right. So um, they're up, again, only by a point in Pittsburgh. This is a big one in the AFC North. Um, one of the other AFC North teams, the Ravens, who are just terrible this year. Yeah. One in six. They're out in San Diego, and they're losing to the Chargers, who no, are also terrible. They're at home. Oh, no, you're right. It is, yeah. It's in Baltimore. Oh, man, that's even worse. Yeah. So San Diego, who is not a very good team on the road, traveling to the East Coast. In an Coast, early game. In an early game. They're up 16-13. Yeah. Now, obviously – it's, it's gonna early. Get, it's going to get ugly if the Ravens don't win this game. But yeah, Ravens dropped to one and seven. Is John Harbaugh in trouble? Yeah. If they're if they're one and seven, you think? I think they have to win a couple more. You win one game, no one's safe. No one's safe. Bill Belichick is probably safe if they win one game, <laughs> and he is it at one win. Now they'll win a few games, and I think Harbaugh will be there next year See, the if he wants to. The problem is, is that they dropped to one and seven. And they have the buy. They're ready to t- make a change so because you got to buy. If he's coaching November 15th, he's safe. Probably, yes. I would say that's probably likely. Now, it's it's hard for me if last year they went like 6-10 and 10 and now go right. to 1-7. and seven, It's right. almost no. a foregone I, conclusion. Right. But last year they made the playoffs and upset the Steelers in a division round. You know, it's – so this they is... took a step back, but – this has a chance to be the worst Ravens team in franchise history. You're right. Yeah. And, like, everyone just well, said, penciled them in as a potential wild card. They had never started 0-3 until this year. Right. Um, there's a chance that they – I mean, they could be 0-7. Think they about what we're saying. This Steelers. used to be the Browns. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the worst they've ever been. <laughs> that bad. <laughs> so, yeah, Chargers-Ravens 16-13 at the half, San Diego with the lead. Then a game that is tied – and we've already started the third quarter, is the Vikings-Bears. They're surprised at 10-10. There. Um, are the Bears starting to turn it around? Are the Minnesota Vikings just struggling today? Um, hard for us to say as we haven't seen any action. But they uh, they flop, they flip-flop points in the first and second quarter. Vikings were up 7-3 after one. Bears Bears uh, edged them out in the second quarter 7-3 to to give that a 10-10 tie. Here early in the third quarter is about 11 minutes left in the third um, but a big one in the AFC North. If the Vikings want to keep their slim uh, division title hopes alive, chasing the Packers are already back two games. Um, they need this win. If the Bears want to have any hope in an NFC wild card game, they need to win games like this. Um, they're two and four right now. A win here gets them to three and four. And like you said, you know, two two and five, you're probably out. Yeah, two and five, you're, you're done. Because you uh, potentially have to go what probably eight and one the last yeah. nine weeks and that's yeah. just not going to happen not that three and four is that much better because right. you're thinking you probably have to go six and three two. or seven and two yeah probably seven and two so but you know we've seen teams do it in the past right so that's all the games going on right now then the games that go on this evening we have jets at raiders which is an intriguing game to me because one i think the jets are much better than i thought they'd be they yes. proved that last week holding on against New England, ultimately losing, but they're much better than I thought they'd be. Same goes for the Raiders. And this game's out west, where the yeah. Jets have struggled traveling out west. Now, it is a later game, so they got a little bit of a time to adjust, but this is an interesting game. If the Raiders want to prove they're for real, this would be a huge win for them. Right, and if the Jets want to prove that they are for real, 
they need to win this game too. Both right. teams. So you like, can beat a team that's maybe inferior on the road, out way out west. Right. Right. Um, these are the games where the team that wants to make the playoffs, you have to win this game. You know, <laughs> like these, this is a game you have to win. Uh, Seattle's going to Dallas, which a game that both squads desperately need to win. We said what the ramifications for Seattle are. If Arizona ends up losing to the Browns today, Seattle beats the Cowboys. They're only one game back, and neither right. of teams they haven't met yet. Right. Dallas, they're the still time. waiting because for because they're in the NFC East. They're alive. They're <laughs> alive. Yeah. I mean, other than maybe the AFC South, the NFC East is as much up in the air as well. Dallas needs this win here to keep their heads above water. They need to just keep. Right. Churning away until Tony Romo can get they back. Get, because they get Dez back. Castle and they Weed don't and... have they don't have Romo back yet, so I don't really know. Joseph Randall's he's MIA, right? But he might be. They'll out. be fine because Darren McFadden when was incredible right. last week. They also brought in Christine Michael. Yeah, I, Joseph Randall. I don't think was anything special. I mean, you can no, find guys no. to take his he place. He was a backup. It's you got to find a better quarterback option. Castle and Whedon are just not getting it done. Right. they got to wait for Romo. Maybe Dez coming back helps, but he's going to be on a pitch count. Even though he doesn't want to be, he's going to be. Um, this is a tough game. I know Dallas beat Seattle right. in Seattle last year. But but Seattle seems to be rolling now. Yeah, like, Seattle's starting to get it going, so it's, it's a tough one for Dallas right. for sure. If they want any hope of competing in the NFC East, I don't think two and five, even when Romo comes back, two and five makes it tough. It makes it really tough. Having lost to the Giants last week, you know, and I think they have Philly next week. Um, it, it could be tough. Philly coming off a bye, you know, they the Cowboys need this game, and the Seahawks kind of do too. Because if if like uh, Arizona comes back and wins that game, then there's still a few games behind there. The best matchup on paper is the Sunday night game. NBC looking out once again. Green Bay undefeated 6-0 going to mile high to face Denver undefeated 6-0. The Broncos doing it with defense. Green Bay also doing it with defense. Both yeah. teams are ranked, I believe, in the top three or top five at least in a lot of defensive categories, surprisingly, because um, we know both teams have historically, at least over the last five years or so, have been able to put up the points. Peyton Manning having one of his worst years ever statistically quite possibly his worst year ever statistically yeah. um they have offensive weapons they can get it done he hasn't been making making the uh the best reads or making the best throws all the time but when the team's undefeated you got to be at least doing as you know as little as you can to win and hoping defense and special teams dig them out It'll, this is a great great matchup is it going to be a good game or are we going to see a one-sided blowout i i lean green bay I just think they're a better all-around team. I agree. And, and you look at it head-to-head, close game, pick the quarterback, and right now i got to take Rodgers over Oh, yeah, Manning. absolutely. So I, I agree. Um, I think I think the Packers are going to get it done. If Denver wins this game, now I know it's at home, it's in Denver, which is a tough place to play. If Denver wins this game, I think a lot more people will believe that Denver can right. do it, even with Manning at basically right. 50% of what he was a few years ago. Right, I, I agree. It, this is this is, would be a statement win for the Broncos. All right, the Monday night game, the last game of Week 8, is Indianapolis, a preseason Super Bowl contender, at least on paper, going to Carolina, a team that thought many thought could possibly st- take a step back, maybe a 500 team yeah. well, challenge there, for the NFC playoffs. There is a potential Super Bowl contender. Kind of real role reversal here. There's a Super Bowl contender, and that would be the Carolina Panthers. They're also undefeated 6-0. and I think this is the latest ever in NFL history that we had five, was it five undefeated teams, I think? I think so. Uh, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Denver, Carolina, New England. Yeah. This late in, at week eight, five undefeated teams. Now, obviously, one of them is going to be knocked off. Cincinnati currently losing as well. 
Um, but Carolina is 6-0. Last week, they went to Seattle, and even though their record's not the best, uh, Seahawks sitting at 3-4, and four, one of those losses is because of the way the Panthers played last week. Um, they don't have a lot of name guys. You don't know too many people. Probably Cam Newton and Luke Keekley. Yeah. How many other guys? I mean... Well, Ted Gibb Jr. is on the team. Oh, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Um, you know, they have Jonathan Stewart, but he's always seemed to be banged up. They lost their um, big wide receiver at the beginning of the year to a knee injury. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, you know that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Does that one hurt? A little bit. Um, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, but, it, yeah, they're, they're actually playing much better than I thought they would. Um, oh, yeah. Defensively, they're, they're playing better. Um, and offensively, they're playing better. Uh, Cam is really kind of getting it done. I know they've made the playoffs the last couple of years, but they actually look this, like a playoff. This team is their this best team yeah. in a long time. I think it's their best start since they start since they went like fifteen and one. Yeah. What was that like thirteen years ago or something like that? Long time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we said a couple of years ago they need to stick with Ron Rivera, and I think they're thankful that they did because yeah. they're. It's working out okay for On them. the cusp of possibly a third straight division title, they're undefeated, closing on the halfway yeah. point of the season. They almost got fired halfway through last season. Yeah, that, that's, that's so crazy. But here they are, and they're looking good. Now, Colts aren't the team we thought they'd be, but that just means the Panthers have to win this game. Right, yeah. Uh, and reports came out that Andrew Luck's been playing with broken ribs since week three. Hasn't appeared on the injury report, so now the NFL is, of course, opening an investigation into that. But, but Andrew to, Luck playing with broken right. ribs for the last four The injury four weeks. report thing is the most ridiculous thing. Why does the NFL still require that? Like, I think it's because of almost like an insider information thing because of all the gambling that goes on, even though oh, the NFL right, is completely right. against it right. in, all, in all facets, despite taking money from DraftKings and FanDuel, whoever. Right. whoever that, like. Isn't that interesting? How like, Well, now that's kind of spiraled out of control, that daily yeah. fantasy sports stuff. It's not gambling, but now there's inquiries by the, the federal government, and, um, and, and Pierre the Garçon is, doing, is suing and FanDuel. And NFL is doing everything they can yeah. to try and get them. But to, I, what's, okay. And, of course, who has their hand in the middle of all this? ESPN, right. giving money to the NFL. NFL taking money from DraftKings, I think yeah. it's just uh, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. But I don't even want to get into that. It's, that would be a whole I know show. it's related to the sports, but I really have no interest in diving into that pool. So big game on Monday night for the Panthers. They could yeah. really get it rolling here. And like you know, we mentioned when we were talking about Falcons not playing the great. They're six and one. Panthers lose one game, and all of a sudden Atlanta's right there. Right. So right. Panthers can't take their foot off the pedal. They need to keep going until Atlanta finally loses one of these close games that they've been in. Um, I I'll, I I take the Panthers tonight. Yeah, me you know, too. I'm not. I wasn't a huge Cam Newton fan coming out. I'm not a huge Cam Newton thing because of fan because of all this other stuff that, that that surrounds him. At least while he was at Auburn and whatnot. But I'm I've been a Panthers fan, and it probably has to go back to because of Kerry Collins going there when they were an expansion franchise. Um, so I'm pulling for the Panthers. Uh, if the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs, I got to have someone to cheer for. Uh, Panthers would definitely be at the top of my list. Because, you know, it's certainly not going to be New England. I can't do that two years in a row, right? Yeah, well, I cheered I, for them last year. I'll I can't never do that forgive again. you for that, ever. <laughs> All ever. right, quickly before we go, updating the uh, afternoon scores, the uh, early games. Buccaneers still up on the Falcons by 10. Cardinals have kicked a field goal to close that gap to they 10. They did get a field goal there right before half. But the Rams have just scored another touchdown, so they're working their way to getting up. Yeah, and they have the ball again. It looks like at the 15-yard line. Uh, they might have just scored, though. That's what I'm, I'm oh, wondering okay, if that okay. yeah, if yeah. just updated. Anyways, the Rams are up 19 to six at the moment. The Giants did score right before halftime to cut the Saints' lead to seven. Uh, Bears kicked a field goal to go up on the Vikings, 13 to 10. The Chargers-Ravens game scored the same, 16 to 30, favors San Diego. 
And Bengals-Steelers, also the same 6-7 favorite, the Steelers. And in the game that people don't want to care about, but people do care about, um, Titans at Texans still 3-10 favor Houston. And again, if Houston wins and Indy loses tonight, or excuse me, Monday night, Houston and Indy are tied for the division lead at 3-5. and five. Oh, just... Love it. Yeah. At least the NFC East isn't the worst division in football. <laughs> It seems every year there's a new um, new um, competitor for that title. That's right. That's right. So Somebody's always working hard to be the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, we thank the, the few people that are able to join us here a little bit earlier than usual. This is probably going to be our normal time um, through the holidays um, just because the stuff going on in our lives, it makes it easier for people that are helping us to do the show. Um, that means our wives and kids. Um, it just makes it easier to do it earlier than rather than later. Um, while we'd like to be able to talk about the games after they happened, um, you know, we're able to recap the Thursday games, update what's going on during the games, right. and also gives our thoughts on other subjects like Penn State, like Wilson, and also any other topics in the NFL. So um, thanks for joining us here on the 190th episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Um, shout outs, you guys won conference championships. We did yesterday. Wilson Boys Water Polo Team uh, won a uh, conference championship uh, tournament. Again, you know, that's, that's one goal down, one week left, and bigger goals next week. So. Yeah, so next Sunday when we're on, we're back here for episode 191, we hope you can say you're back-to-back state champs. That would be fun. A uh, lot, lot of work to do between now and then, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I do also want to mention that um, well, I want to say a happy birthday a little bit early to my father-in-law, Ken. He will be celebrating a birthday um, before we go on the next show um, next Sunday. So happy early birthday to uh, Ken. Yeah. Anything else from you? Not that I can think of. All right. And thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 190th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We hope you tune in every Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.